If you missed the interview with John Friedman about Andrei Korechik's play, Insulted Belarus, we urge you to go back now and listen. The Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga and Lights Up podcast is proud to present Insulted Belarus by Andrei Kuryachik, translated by John Friedman, featuring Gary Lee Posey, Libby Lindsay, Gage Goza, John Thomas McCecil, Eric Red Wyatt, Shannon Osborne Villeu, and Bonnie Stoloff. Lights up on a park bench. Lights up on a desk. Lights up. A podcast by the Ensemble Theatre of Chattanooga. Lights up on the oldster. Uh, I hate theater. Never been attracted. It's a bunch of crap. Bullshit. You see it? What good is it? What is it? Entertainment? Full grown adults mucking around? Bearing their bare butts, laughing at something? <laughs> what smart person is going to act like that? It's all fake, stupid, goofing off. <sighs> Look at those foreheads, those huge arms and legs. You could plow a field with those. Well, put somebody like that on a tractor, he'll plow a good 10 hectares for you one day, maybe more. And these women? Oh, you should have babies. Make borscht. Provide the state a little support. Be useful. But what good comes of some painted-up guy wiggling his ass on a stage? They're all vermin. What more can I say? Vermin. Scum of the earth, traitors. They feed out of my hand, then bite the hand that feeds them. I fed them all with my left tit, and they... Traitors. That's why there's no theaters in villages. Villagers won't put up with that crap. Peasants, they're... They're of the earth. They're pure. You can't fool them. Villages don't have any picture galleries either, because look how pretty it is out the window. You don't need pictures for that. Anyway, how can you call those things pictures? A kid could do that. Chagall, schmagall. Thirty million dollars, forty, give him a hundred. A kid could still do it. We had an apple tree out our window. Then a meadow where the uh, Kolka's horses graze. Now there's a noble animal. I don't know why, but I've been attracted to horses my whole life. They're quiet and they obey. They work until they drop. Never ask for anything? Yeah, mares can be a bit feisty, but you just give her a little crack on the head and she'll calm right down. Then put blinders on her and you can run her into fire or water. She's loyal, like a country should be. Workhorses, loyal. She'll eat from your hand, won't even lift an eye. Sometimes I even have dreams. Horses would make a good country. We'd find common ground. A few oats, a few wax, and she'd work for me and love me. Lights up on Cheerful. You can change everything. Literally everything. You just need to want it, and you can change everything for the better. That's my motto, and that's my message. 
Let's say it's my epistle. Zing, zing, zing. My message to the universe. I love sending messages to the universe. Because the universe answers. It is so cool. Lena, are you searching for cheerful positivity? Here you are, Lena. Here's all of the positivity you want. I'm from Grodno. Grodno is like the west of Belarus. It's kind of like Belarusian Europe. There were Poles there before the war. Our city used to be really pretty, but pretty old. Everything was Soviet and falling down. Now even Poles come and are knocked out by our city. We wanted to do it and we did. Or take manicures, for instance. I used to do pearl. I shied away from bright colors. But then I went ahead and did it. White, red, white. A really pretty combination. White, red, white. Very fashionable. That's our national flag. That was my wedding manicure, by the way. Ha! <laughs> you thought it was mine? <laughs> no, I'm still freelancing. I'm accepting offers. <laughs> Casting. Just kidding. It was my sister's wedding, Maria. It's okay for her, she's already 21. A very formidable lady. I'm so happy for her. Universe, you love us. It was planned for August 9th, a Sunday. Just a super day. Her guy's really cool, from Ukraine. Super tall, an athlete, runs every day. And he's good looking, of course. Notch, I was kinda jealous. Ukrainians are so hot. Lvov is like my hometown. I love everything about it. The java, the chocolate. I feel completely at home going to the super trendy cafes in town. If only the whole world was like Lvov. For the wedding, I asked to be let off as an observer in the ninth voting precinct. I asked another girl to replace me. They didn't let us inside anyway. Because of coronavirus, they said. No observers allowed. Anybody else, sure, but not observers. So we just looked in from outside. True, they taped paper on the window. It's really funny. All the windows are normal, just the ones for the voting commission are taped up. It's really stupid. So we just counted the voters, how many went in. If they had white bracelets, that was the sign of change. So far, nothing adds up. We saw 30 people go in there, but they say there were 126. That's just stupid, a mistake. How can you fake things like that? Lights up on corpse. Bait wins it. Bait is champion. All the cities know it. Every house. All us hooligan fanatics will put fear in you. What are you grinning at, sucker? Want a kick in the ass? Oops. My bad. Overdid that. The game is over. A good fight after a game is good for all the fans. See this nose? Busted twice. And this scar here? They're from a dynamo crowd whacking me with a flagpole. 13 stitches. Blood was everywhere. You should have seen us drink with them after. Bros! You guys are hardcore. I love you all. 
got to respect your opponent. You want to fight? Fight, but fight fair. Don't hit kids and leave the girls alone. Don't gang up two and three on one. Don't call the cops. And the main thing, if you take one in the chops, don't bitch about it later. Beyond that, hit him as hard as you want. Not like that mustache guy. I got no problems with someone showing off he's strong, but fight fair, asshole. Your fat face is always smeared all over the TV screen. You're always making all your flunkies sing praises in your ear. Let somebody else have a chance. Then toss all your votes on the table. Here, all you freaks and Freemasons, count how many voted for me. Count them and shut up. I answer for every vote, but no, this rat comes slinking at you under the table, stabs you in the back. Anybody who was against him, anyone who raised his head, they all get prison terms. Everybody laughs. In 26 years, it's like not one single honest person ever opposed him. Nothing but thugs, thieves, and criminals. I'm fucking sick of them. Fucking sick, I tell you. 26 years. That's how long I've been alive to the day. I've loved soccer my whole life. Just as long as I have absolutely hated that bastard. Lights up on youth. I used to binge play Counter-Strike. Well, maybe not binge. I wasn't supposed to play for long, but I'd hide my laptop under my blanket and play. Later, I stopped doing that. Oh, Counter-Strike, I mean. Later, I got hooked on Dota. And then Dad made them take my laptop away. Shit, the last fucking dictator in Europe. All the kids play it, it's no big deal, but that's how he is. You wanna be like them, like these guys? What's got in your head? Fuck, Dad, but everybody else can play. And then he starts up that same old tune. Young people were the real thing back in the old days. The Young Communist League, the Student Construction Brigades, how they just loved marching lockstep. How they defended villages in Afghanistan, how he milked cows and drank steaming hot fresh milk. I can't stand that milk, it smells like a wet dog, and I get instant diarrhea. These stories of his, I can't stand them anymore. About the Soviet Union, I, I never lived a day there. I'm only 16. There was nothing interesting about it. There wasn't any internet, no smartphones, no tablets. There weren't even any decent movies. They did nothing but milk cows and binge drink vodka. I still play on a computer though. I got a laptop from Vasya that I play on the slide to spite him. <laughs> Vasya's my only friend. He'll be 32 soon. He can put out a rabbit's eye with a knife at a distance of 10 yards. He's badass. My bodyguard. Not even Sleepy knows about that. Sleepy is Larissa Nikolaeva. She makes sure I don't quit my schoolwork. She takes me to school and picks me up. She's mean and she's an informer, sticks her nose everywhere. I know she checks my phone and tells dad everything. I have to show her my homework before I take it to school. She's the one who tells teachers what grades I get. A fine teacher, sleepy Larissa. I heard them talking once. Dad says, he needs a woman around all the time. Like I miss my mother. You need to be his mother in some things, Larissa. How can somebody else be my mother? Sometimes I wonder, do I love him? 
I mean, I'm his son. It's my duty to love him. My duty. Everyone is bound in duty to him. Lights up on Raptor. Yeah, she's not a great lay. I mean, she tries. She squeals and thrusts, but it's not much. Now, now the broads we had in Lugansk, they suck you dry. You'd come out soaking wet like a like out of a bathhouse. I'd have to cool it off with ice. They had lips like bicycle tires, like like this. <laughs> then there's this Masha from Belarus. They're they're a little more reserved, you know, like like you're a little beholden to them. But she was pretty. White teeth, get yourself neat. You can count on me. Everything's in working order now. <laughs> There was this time when things were dicey. I get it up, then I couldn't. In training, we had this doctor that, that was there already. He said it was nerves, but that was obvious to me. 2014 was a nervy year, a whole mix of things. I thought I was done for it. Ten years or more eating slop out of some aluminum prison bowl. For what? For defending the foundations of the state. For taking on fascists. Now, thank God, slipping through their fingers in little groups, to put it elegantly, the whole crew got the fuck out of there. We had one hot platoon. Beasts, Lyoka, Mushroom, uh, Greenie, Pepper, Anitsko. Some of them ended up in Kamarovo, some in Vladikavkaz. A couple of officers even made it to Moscow, and some of us ended up here, in Soviet Belarusia, Europe. They have casinos here, it's clean, the pay is good, the girls... This place has an ideology. You know what's good and what's bad. It's black and white, as it should be. It's got its drawbacks. I already said about the girls. And that was no time to schedule a wedding. August 9. I took my leave, but I felt in my heart that there would be hell to pay. My guts were churning and then... Fuck it all, lost my heart on. The only other time that happened was in 2014, in Kiev. Everybody then was strutting around, talking tough. But they were on their way out now. The Banderites were done for and washed up. We could pick them off, one by one. Backup was flying in from Moscow. Ten platoons. <laughs> old Putin wasn't going to abandon his old friend Yanukovych. But I had the feeling that the hammer was coming down. A different hell to pay. And now here, again, not good. I still have that fucking wedding night ahead of me. Lights up on novice. You need lots of fat for good tasty meat patties, because if you just use red meat, they'll be dry. Here's what I do. I take ground beef and ground pork, and I always add a chunk of pork fat, let's say half a pound or so, or it can be lard. You put all that through the meat grinder, add onion, garlic, and spices, or you can use onion powder. I haven't done it in a long time. Serioza always loved my meat patties. He could eat ten. Yeah, ten at once. The kids could, too. Serye, sometimes he comes home from trips really angry. He films everything he sees. All the dirt, the confusion, the pain of being with people. As a blogger, people always tell him the straight truth, as it is. And he says to me, How is this possible? This country is filled with lies. Everybody lies and lies and lies. The TV says one thing, but life is completely different. Then I serve him a plate of meat patties to get his mind off things. 
I often ask myself these days, I'll sit in front of the mirror and turn off my phone so people don't bug me. Otherwise, BBC, CNN, ours, and other channels all harass me all the time. I comb my hair, seems like forever, and I have just one question in my head. What will people do for love? In the past, I would have said anything. Now, I don't think so. Not just anything. Die? Sometimes that might be the easiest thing to do. You die and you're gone. No more choices. The sacrifices made. You gave your life, fulfilled your mission. But what if you want to live? But live for whom? For him? For yourself? Your country? The kids often ask when dad will get out. Mom, you're president now. Why don't you let him out? What am I supposed to answer? I'm president and I have nothing. I'm in control of nothing, myself included. Lights up on Mentor. I have 37 years of service behind me. 37 years. I have five certified awards from the Department of Education with gold seals signed by four different ministers. One even sent my nomination for Teacher of the Year to the President. But something got hung up. That's all right. I don't lose faith because I know the president is thinking about us, always. The president remembers all of us. The teachers, the milkmaids, the pensioners, everybody. You can imagine the head he must have to remember everyone like that. What a head. Whenever I think about his head, I grab my own head in my hands. I tell the students, why do you all hang out in these gadgets and minecrafts of yours? That man is always thinking he's always solving some problem. Nothing gets past him. So all you ingrates can live a better life. So there's stability. He gave you textbooks. He pays our salaries. Gives us work. Look look at the building he built. The flowers he planted. He put a Sputnik into space. Everything so you can study. And you, you have no conscience. But then he went and scheduled elections this summer. Why did he do that? It's vacation time. Everybody's at the dacha. Tomatoes, watermelons, the dacha. And the whole weight of it was on us teachers. I don't support that. It would have been better to cancel them altogether. What a pain these elections are. Look who they bring us. Trump, Poroshenko, Yeltsin. They're all savages. Even without them, you know what people want. The people always want one thing. Stability. And what is stability? The boss, that's who. 26 years, that says it all. Every one of them stable. And may it stay that way. I have four more years till my pension starts. And our high school is a showcase among schools. The president's son even went here. Only I worry about the young teachers. 
what's in their heads. They fall for all that Western propaganda. How do we count the votes? I always tell them, whatever the country needs, that's what you do. Smarty pants, there are smarter ones above you. You want a job? Work. Go ahead and do your job as a teacher. But elections, though, that's our duty to stability. You save the government, and they give you bonuses. God's grace, I was in charge of five elections at our school. I did everything that needed doing, precisely as the results were planned. And everybody got their bonus. I, I don't like these observers, though. What, what are you trying to observe, huh? I have all the numbers up here in my head. You just rattle my nerves. Where do I talk? The camera? Okay. Oof. Wait. Hello. I am Svetlana Tikhanovskaya, candidate for president. I am 37 years old. I was born in the policy region. I graduated from the philology department of Mazir State Pedagogical University. I am fluent in Belarusian, Russian, and English. I was never attracted to the idea of making a career. I always saw myself primarily as a wife and mother, a homemaker. That's what I do best. I was never interested in politics. I was perfectly happy with that. A year ago, my husband, Sergei Tikhanovskaya, created a project he called A Country for Life, in conjunction with which he met all kinds of people of all professions. They would tell him what worried them, what they were feeling, what they thought about Belarus. People talked about their difficult lives and shared their dreams about life in a free, prosperous country. What amazed me most of all was that people who appeared on our blog channel were being thrown into prison. What is that all about? Can we possibly make peace with such injustice? That is why when my husband, Sergei, was not permitted to participate in the election, I chose to replace him and march all the way to victory. Did I stumble? No, I can't believe I'm saying this. All the way to victory for myself. My husband, for all of us, our children. As a wife and mother, I understand that it's one for all and all for one in the family circle. I want it to be like that in our country, too. They say a woman can't be president. That's not true. Nobody can stop a woman who is defending her family, just as no one can stop a nation that demands justice. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? God damn it, fucking bastards. I'm on duty the ninth. The 9th and the 10th and the 11th. All leaves canceled, all vacations, the whole nine yards. I tell my commander, I'm getting married. We've been planning for two months. He says, are you an idiot? I don't give a shit if you die. That's no excuse not to report for duty. Again, are you an idiot? He looks me right in the eye. Are you an idiot? I'm no idiot. I called Masha right away. The wedding's fucked, Masha. I say, duty calls. Duty comes first, Masha. I call on the phone on purpose so I wouldn't have to listen to her scream and yell at me to my face about her relatives coming up from Lida, about the restaurant her mother already paid for, about, are you a man or not? You promised me. Fuck me. If, if she doesn't understand the word duty to your country, what can I say? I serve Belarus. I serve Lukashenko. He's my commander-in-chief. In other words, whatever he says, we do. Now, our 
deputy political officer. He's an excellent guy. His every word burns. You know, bullseye, death to the enemy. Poles, Ukrainians, Lithuanians are our enemies. The Russians aren't our enemies, but they want to snap us up, which means they're enemies too. But brothers too. But enemies too. St stuff like this happens. But first, with the Russians alongside us, we'll bury our main enemies. Those Western pricks, Yankees, Maiden maniacs. We'll take care of the Ruskies later. The boss won't let them get away with anything, even even if he becomes Russian governor. Uh, shit, Masha's calling again. <clears throat> hey. Oh, now, 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 now quit crying. I know you're pregnant, so what? We'll just put it off a little. We'll push these guys back, make minced meat of them. Yeah, I'll take care. I'll take care. You should see our outfits. Seven plane loads from Moscow. Cherry stuff. Impressive. If it weren't for the damned heat. Look, you're in body armor, a helmet, a face mask, and shin guards too. How about that? Hmm? A day or two of that and we'll clean out the country. <laughs> Impressive. Dad! Daddy, what happened to the internet? I'm doing an interview, Kulia. Dima Gordon is here from Ukraine. Pay no attention, Dimitri. You ask about my father. Yes, I think I saw my father once when he came home to us. I remember he came home. I vaguely remember it. It's the only thing my memory preserves. He was a very, very tall man. Well over six and a half feet. The police put me on notice when I was in elementary school. Uh, we had this gang of school kids who used to turn over benches. But you don't care about that. If you don't turn on the internet, I'm not going to be president after you. <laughs> Jokester. Still a kid. What do you expect? He's the leader of the opposition in my house. I'll tell you something strange, Dima. Believe me, as an experienced president, you don't become a president. You're born a president. Damn. Why did I have that manicure hairdo and hot wax? Why did I buy that dress? 367 rubles? That's two monthly stipends. The wedding is off. Roma has to work. Turns out Roma works for the riot police, although he's Ukrainian. I thought he was just a policeman somewhere, you know, a street cop or traffic cop, but he's some riot trooper. <laughs> so what though? They'll get married in the new Belarus. That's even better. Look at all those people out there in line in their white bracelets. Universe. We are the majority. Our commission is tried and true. There's me and two vice principals, Kristalina Sergeva and Lydia Mikolova, and the administrator, Igor Nikolov, and the teachers from the lower classes. Okay, everyone, listen here. I'm giving instructions. Get this right. Here are the numbers to memorize. This is how the count will go. You take a ballot and you show it to the person on your right. 
Lydia is on my right. I show it to her and put it in the pile. I know my pile must have 206 ballots, so I build it up to 206. Now, Crystalina is supposed to have 1,361, which will be President Lukashenko's pile. Memorize the numbers for each candidate and put that precise number in your pile. Everything left over is declared void and null, defective, and that's that. Miss Casatunaba, who cares where the numbers come from? The higher-ups already did the count. Your 30-something brains can't make things add up? Okay, here's what we memorize. Tikhanovskaya, 206. Don't write it down. Just memorize it. 206. President Alexander Lukashenko, 1,361. Dmitriev, 52. Kanapitskaya, God, I hate her face. 73. Cherchin, 39. Against all, 100. See how nice and even? 100 against everyone. You got that? Let me repeat it for the especially gifted among us. I saw this in a film about zombies. These zombies took over the world, like here in Belarus. You take a magazine, as fat as you can get it, and wrap it around your arm and tape it. Now you've got an arm shield. Go ahead, hit me with your truncheon. It's kind of awkward, but it's protection. You won't give up easy. He doesn't give a shit if he wins or loses elections. He won't give up power. He's got his teeth sunk in it. His teeth may be crumbling, but they still hang on. He's got nothing but power. His fingers are blue, his hands are shaking, but they hang on. He said he'd die before letting go, then turn power over to his son. Screw that shit! I don't know. Should I take my billy club or not? They might see it on me. Anyway... This revolution is supposed to be peaceful. People walking around with flashlights and flowers. They go around hugging the bastards. Sing them songs. These girls are crazy. These guys have truncheons, grenades, combat weapons, blood in their eyes. They're defending their fewer. They don't give a rat's ass about your flowers. All the guys from our hood are coming out today. All the fanatics, they're on our side. We're going to defend our boats. Bait is champion. All the cities know it. Every house. All those hooligan fanatics will put fear in you. All's good now. They seem in good backups. Very polite. I asked one, what's your name? He says, Renat. Last name? No. He smiles. My last name stayed home, he says. So where were you, Renat, when we were dodging the bullets of Bandrite bandits during Maiden? He laughs. White teeth. Don't worry, bro, he says. Breathe easy. This city will be ours tonight. Masha! <laughs> Masha, don't worry. I have great news. She won. I counted the bracelets. 
1,412 beautiful, marvelous white bracelets. And we only have a few more than 2,000 people in our precinct. Do you realize what that means? Masha, she won in a landslide. We will have a new Belarus and a woman president. I am so excited. What idiot posted a recording of our rehearsal on the internet? Look me in the eye. Svetlana, you? Katerina, did you do it? Kasatanava. Oh, Kasatanava, you think this is a joke? These are state secrets. You were entrusted to look after the interests of the state. You were given that trust. Trust? And you, look what these people are writing right there in YouTube. Judases will throw you in prison, falsifiers. For 20 years, I was never a falsifier. And now, all of a sudden, a falsifier. You broke the law. I have four years left to my pension, and I am not leaving the position of principal. And the president is right not to leave. You've got to hold your position to the end. You earned it with spilt blood. All these ballots, self-indulgence and nothing more. Okay, put the numbers I gave you in the protocol. Hang them on the door and let everyone else go hang themselves. Riot police will get you home. What a pain this internet is. Damn, we never have any problems at the residence here. Dad, why would you cut off the internet everywhere? All the games I play are online. Dota is frozen. Tanks is frozen. Dad says it's his enemies doing it, that Merkel's hackers are knocking us offline. Then I hear my brother give the command to knock out Telega with Chinese jammers. 100% down. I mean, the Telegram app. My brother is like my father's right-hand man. Dad gave him the security council. He doesn't trust anybody else. And he can't stand his servants. He says they're stupid and they screw everything up, but they're loyal. But you gotta keep on top of things. If you quit making things hard for them, they'll get comfy and eat you alive. He wants my brother to serve me when I'm president, like a grand vizier. I say, Dad, let's do it in order. First you, then Vidya, then me. For some reason, he got really angry. Seriosa, do you hear me? Through the wall, my voice. Can you hear me, Seriosa? Serye, do you hear me, my love? We won, Seriosa. I want this stopped, and I'm asking you to spare no one. I want order in this country by morning. Wait, yes, I have completely different numbers. None of this adds up. How can that be? We are fucked! Shame on you. I'm Shame not on going out there. Shame I won't go out there. Shame Look at that mob. They'll tear Shame us apart. Shame on Banderites. Shame on what Shame idiot on put that video Shame on the on internet? Whoever posted that Shame can go out there yourself. I'm not Shame going. Take this woman home, Renat. She's already shit herself Shame in fear. She Shame paints on. up the elections, then she Shame cries on. when she spurs the paint. 
Stop happening. Now Shame she's afraid of the voters. How could you write something like that when we all counted them? You all saw it. It's a lie. A grenade explodes. Lights fade. Intermission. Act two can be found in the next episode. Insulted Belarus by Andrei Korechkik has been presented by Lights Up Podcast and produced by the Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga of Chattanooga, Tennessee, United States of America. This broadcast cannot be copied or rebroadcast without the express written permission of the Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga and the playwright or translator. For more information on ETC, please visit us at www.ensembletheaterofchattanooga.com. For more information on the worldwide project Insulted Belarus, please visit their Facebook page, Insulted Belarus Worldwide Readings. Hey everybody, it's Gary, the producer for Lights Up, Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga's new podcast for playwrights, performers, and patrons of theater. I wanted to see if you've heard about Anchor. Anchor, the platform that's hosting our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, well, I am happy to be the first to tell you about it. It is free. F-R-E-E. That's right, free. Um, There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer uh, or your phone. And Anchor will distribute the podcast that you create so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And you know what else? It doesn't cost you anything, but you can make money from your podcast, and you don't even have to have a minimum listenership. That's right. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So do like we did. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, or anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started and create your podcast. Lights Up is a podcast produced by the Ensemble Theater of Chattanooga, a 501c3 nonprofit independent theater company located in Southeast Tennessee. Lights Up is hosted by Christy Gallo and Dana Colagiovanni. Sound by Eric Red Wyatt. Graphics by Jamie Goodnight. And Casey Keelan as the associate producer. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, copied, or presented without the expressed written consent of the Ensemble Theatre of Chattanooga. The plays presented on this podcast are protected by all national and international copyright laws. If you are interested in producing any of the plays featured on Lights Up, contact us and we will get you in touch with the playwright. If you would like your play considered for a future episode or would like to be an actor or reader, please shoot us a message at lightsup at ensembletheaterofchattanooga.com. As a nonprofit, ETC relies on donations and the goodwill of patrons and supporters like you. If you would like to make a one-time donation to ETC, please visit our website for details. Or you can become a monthly subscriber on Patreon and get access to exclusive content. You can also support us by giving us a like and rating this podcast.
Lights Up is hosted by Anchor, a Spotify company. The easiest way to make a podcast.